Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And my name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Norman Mitchell. Uh, back again. <laughs> back Welcome again, back. and we're coming back and we're checking it out. This is minute number 122. Uh, this minute's going to start out with the Flash uh, still moving very slow as he's uh, initiating a super speed sequence. <laughs> and uh, the minute's going to end with Alfred asking uh, Master Wayne if he's all right. Seems to be uh, some some chaos happening in this minute. It seemed to be like a long minute for me when I was first watching it. Like, uh, so much happens in this in this minute that I was like, oh, is this really 60 seconds? Uh, but quite a bit is going on here. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the, the minute will start with the whole, you know, flash running down the ventilation tunnel, ven- ventilation tower, and then, you know, helping Wonder Woman get her sword back. Um, what's your guys' take on, on this on this little slow motion bit? You guys big fans of it? Maybe, Nate, I'll start with you and see what your thoughts are. Um, yeah, I like it. It's uh, it's very reminiscent of the Quicksilver Days of Future Past speed sequence, um, but you know, not as uh, clear. I guess. I don't know. It's um, <clears throat> it's fine. I really enjoy that uh, the Flash sees where he can be useful, and that is just being this person to just pass a sword over, like with one finger, and um. I don't know. It's just really good. It just feels like (laughs) with the Flash being so wet behind the ears and and new to all of this stuff, I'm not expecting him to go and starting to, you know, run and punch Steppenwolf or or Parademons or anything like that. Like, he's still trying to just be useful. Um, And the only thing that he sees is just like, oh, I can help her grab her sword. Like, that's that's so... It's just fun. Um... And then he trips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trip is really like, so I, I 100% just, when it was happening in the theaters and everything and, and even watching it, I just wasn't expecting that. Um, and it's kind of obvious that like something so stupid, silly, and uh, unavoidable happens and it just takes him out, you know? Um, it's not, he's not getting smacked by a parademon he's not getting thrown across the the tube by steppenwolf you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah i you know there's so many people um so the the quicksilver thing from days of future past i i think i i call it time in a bottle like just to just the idea of what that scene is because it plays that song and i think that has become how you explain these slow motion speedster moments so this is like a time in time in a bottle moment there's actually one in the new Flash film that happens as well, uh, which is, I don't know if it's, uh, it's something. I don't know if I think people like it or don't like it. Um, and I'm talking about like the the babies and the dog and all that stuff. Um, I would say maybe it's a controversial scene, <laughs> just because it's so polarizing whether people like it or not. Um, but this is also a time in a bottle type type moment that we have here with Flash, and I think it's not. Too, uh, 
I think it's done very tastefully. Like he does, he just has to do one thing. He doesn't have to. It doesn't overstay its welcome, which is very important. You know, it's just there to be like, wow, look. When the Flash is really tuned in, he can do some really cool stuff. And as we'll see, both in this scene and later when when he helps to resurrect Superman, is that you are so powerful that it just takes like one one finger, one touch of something to to prove that you can do so many amazing things and so to help wonder woman get her sword back and to really help her in the fight by just tapping the sword or just building up a charge and just touching the mother box like he does all these things that are just so important and yet he's like so overpowered and and struggling with that so it's it's really important and um the the other thing i i don't know if it's intentional I, i think it's just me putting projecting it um, but I get kind of like a creation of Adam, like Sistine Chapel type, yeah. type vibe when he taps the sword. It just seems like it just kind of sings like that for me. I don't know. But yeah, Norman, what do you what's your take on this on this little bit? I mean, yeah, I really like it. I like that um, the way that the Flash's power tends to manifest in this movie is through like kind of subtle motions, despite how big of a thing is actually happening when he does his thing. Like. To everyone else, this looks like some kind of insane feat. Like, all this energy is everywhere. Like, he makes, like, the ground shatter and breaks things in his wake. But all he actually does is just, like, very subtly, like, touch or move things. Mm -hmm. And what's it? I have questions about how this all functions, like, at the speed he's going and how he doesn't, like, destroy his own hand and, like, all kinds of stuff. But, like, this movie at least tries to kind of explain it away by being, like, I generate my own field of physics when I go so fast. Like, when he tells Bruce how his power <laughs> works. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's been... I think they they explain it more, weirdly enough, in the Flash movie, um, where, like, when he's helping the other Barry, and... No, wait, what is it? He The other Barry moves him incorrectly and so it causes him to vomit it's like a comedic bit but anyways it's like i think he knows better and like so he's he's um like you said nate where he is new he's very green to this whole teamwork thing or just being a superhero but he he understands how his powers work and so he he knows how to be gentle and how to manipulate the speed I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the way that the, the electricity and stuff it causes him the ability to to wall run. Maybe there's the, just stuff like that we wouldn't really know because it's like, well, you move really fast, but how are you, you know, scaling a wall kind of thing? That's interesting. But um, or, and how yeah. do you touch anything without just imparting so much kinetic force to it? Because be he cool. seems to be able to control how much he imparts with a touch. Because like that, there's that one parademon that he just like taps on the back and throws it through multiple walls. <laughs> yeah. 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 It'd be cool if, um, yeah, like if he touched the sword and then the sword just got like, like red hot <laughs> and then one yeah. woman could just slice someone with it really quickly. Right. So like he must be able to control exactly how much kinetic energy he shifts to something else. Yeah. But like, but that only works so far when you see him like grab someone and move or like move an entire thing. But then as soon as he lets go of it, it has no kinetic energy. So, like, what is the Flash's power doing? Is it manipulating 
kinetic energy? Can he take kinetic energy from other things and like totally remove it? Can like can he both impart and remove kinetic energy? Is that like part of how this works? Because it's think, almost like what the visuals kind of imply. I think he can impart for sure, but I to take away would be something that like the turtle would do, or you right. know, one of his. Yeah. Like, no, I don't think he could because that would be like stopping a bullet and it just like just you know falling instead of either pushing it and still having it keep the same kinetic energy because then it would just like grab it and then just like let go and it's like okay that bullet's just gonna fall down yeah but like isn't there like a little bit of that in that scene where he saves um what's her name like he i can't remember her name i don't know why um earlier in this movie because like he uh, moves iris all the was. hot dogs and st- yeah iris uh, yeah, he yeah, moves yeah, all yeah. the hot dogs and stuff out of the way and some stuff keeps going but doesn't some stuff just fall around them when he puts her down uh, yeah, I, yeah, because he's manipulating them, so then their kinetic energy is changed to go sh- straight down. I'd have to rewatch it again because everything goes flying once everything goes back to normal, back to real time, and uh, of course, you know, the car goes flying and stuff like that. Um, because how can he put someone down gently when he's moving so fast unless he can control exactly how much kinetic energy the things he's touching has? It's got to be. It's I gotta, think, it, it really I, just yeah, has I to think, be. I think you're right. And um, now that I think about it, they, that it, that does showcase his ability to move someone. And that's like the first time we see his powers is is him helping someone. And then we cut to the Flash movie where they show, hey, just you can't yeah, just you can't do, do that. that. Yeah. yeah. We explained in the last movie that you have to be very delicate with it. Um, yeah. So that's a good call out. I, I really like... You know, this is all connecting. In I mean, there's got to be a reason why he just uses one finger touch. So, like, that's got to be enough kinetic energy to just push the sword reverse. And right then also maybe Wonder so. Woman is, because she's so super-powered, <laughs> that, you know, to someone else that would have been like, oh, wow, you really threw that sword back at me. But for Wonder Woman, it's like, I can I can take that amount of energy back. Like, right. she's strong enough. She can will it. <laughs> yeah, because in this moment, I think that, she can't perceive him the same way that Superman can. But I think right. she knows that he did that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And she is she is a bit fast. She's not that fast. Right. Um but yeah, and then he, he does stumble a bit. Um I, I love the the Wonder Woman landing, you know, when she you know, she comes back down there to, to join him and um I you know, just that's like just the first 30 seconds of this minute is just this whole slow motion bit, but it's always cool to just see Gal Gadot in the costume and like in this moment. And even if it's just something simple as like, okay, you just landed from like a really big fall. There's just something about it that it's just like, she just feels powerful. She just looks and feels powerful. And I'm just, there's a part of it that I, that I just really like about, um, I just like seeing Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman all the time. It's like, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd I mean, clap in the theater for that. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that Gal Gadot's like military background really contributes to how she carries herself as a Wonder Woman, and like oh, how yeah. she's able to project like strength in that way. One hundred percent. It's also um, a really good thing that happened with this Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman, <clears throat> is that they uh, allow the character to use the sword a lot. Yeah, and that's that's really like a good use of 
the the character's accessory, but also adding to like where they are in their career or what they are doing, kind of thing. Because um, she's still warrior, you know, Amazon warrior. Right. Um, so it just makes sense to have the sword um, rather than just you know punching or yeah. or gauntlets. I'd yeah. really like to see her use like a wide variety of weapons. I think that'd be cool, like a spear, a bow, some other stuff, like two wep- two swords. Like, really give her, like, more stuff to work with. Because, like, she's supposed to be, like, this expert in, like, all these different kind of, like, weapons and martial arts from, like, growing yeah. up in Amazon. We should see more of that. That'd be cool. I really hope, um, and this is middle ground for us, actually, now that I think about it. But Monolith is making that Wonder Woman game. They did Shadow of Mordor. Um, it'd be nice if that Wonder Woman game it has exactly what you're talking about. Like, include multiple weapons. You know, let let me be able to use... You know, a, a glaive, a spear, uh, you know, all these different types of, of weapons, sword and shield, or just lasso, and and play Wonder Woman like the God of War in any way that I that I choose to. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. And man, I think just give me a Wonder Woman game like God of War, Devil May Cry. That sounds sick. <laughs> that's what I would want. Yeah, that's what I. That's I've been waiting. I've been asking for that for a long time. People are always like, oh, you know, when are we gonna get a Superman game? And uh, I just want a Wonder Woman game. So the fact that Monolith is, is creating it, I'm very excited. And um, um, I I like, so what I, what I like about Wonder Woman using a sword in this scene is that we have a scene that the movie starts with, with her fighting those terrorists and saving those children. Um, and she doesn't use a sword and shield. She doesn't have to go that far. But this is a scene where Batman is in a giant wall-scaling tank fighting this giant monster knight. And so it's like everyone has to be fully loaded. And so Wonder Woman is using sword and shield and not just like stuck to bracelets and lasso because she herself is like, I need to use everything in my power now. Like, And so being fully armed, it's like including sword, sword combat. And that, that's something I really enjoy. And we got to see her use a sword against Doomsday, which um, I just love. I love that. I love that last bit of that movie. That Everything about Dawn of Justice, like, once Doomsday shows up, that whole, like, I don't know how long that fight scene is. I think it's like a 10-minute fight scene. Um, but I just, I just love seeing Wonder Woman fight monsters and stuff with the sword. So it's always cool to me. I always, I always dig it. I don't think we have a lot of superheroes in in movies that that use a sword. I think everyone is usually like gun or blaster based, or you know, it's yeah. very like. Especially, with I feel Marvel, like swords everyone... are usually like reserved for villains. Yeah, because like because <laughs> yeah. a sword is so inherently violent and like bloody, so it's not something they always want to give to a hero like in a main mainstream movie. But yeah. like, but a sword, the sword is like the classic hero's weapon, like the knight in shining armor. Like, yeah, yeah. And especially you're fighting the, the villain has a, a, a giant axe to to go against you. And yeah, we do see like villains will sometimes have giant hammers and stuff like that. And yeah, that usually is the case. But um, yeah, it seems like with most of the Marvel content in the MCU, a lot of it is like mixed martial art combat based yeah which i get i kind of get bored of very quickly or like it goes it it, it overstays its welcome so i was talking about you know some some action can definitely overstay its welcome and there's some times where 
there's combat in, in some of the Marvel movies that I'm just like, okay, it's another hallway fight scene that we're yeah. just going to have to sit with. So it's Yeah, nice well, to see weapons help you mix it up a little bit. It gives more variety to what's going yeah. on, yeah. That's why I think cap fight scenes are like way more interesting than a lot of the fight scenes in the MCU because the shield is such a big thing that they have to work around that they have to get creative with it in the fight in like the, the yeah. hand-to-hand fights. Yeah, I, I definitely. You know, like Winter Soldier is probably... I think it's still my favorite Marvel movie and it has it every action scene is just top tier like yeah. from the beginning on on the on the ship and then towards the end where he's fighting Bucky on the helicarrier um the the combat is always just so so well thought out so yeah. I always enjoy that That's how I feel about Shang-Chi when I watched that I was like I oh, love the fight yeah. scenes of that movie well, that uh, yeah, Shang Chi is just like. Well, it's on a whole other level because it was like choreographed a whole by, other by level. the the fight choreographer of that movie like worked with like Jackie Chan and all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, like, it's a I'm different level from the rest of the MCU. Huge fans, I think I, I can speak for Nate as well. We're just huge fans when it comes to you know Wuxia and then Kung Fu and and stuff like that. Oh so, yeah, for Shang-Chi sure. Was I mean, like, like even even the Shield with Captain fights, like that's a different style of martial arts with like you know like even fan techniques. Like that's the defensive side yeah. of choreography martial arts that you right. have to incorporate. And switching between that and close combat fists is you know something that is really well done in Captain America fight choreography. And yeah. then again, a whole nother level in Shang-Chi. That's yeah. that was. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's like yeah. by design. It's like, oh, of course it's better. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, in its Mag- DNA. Yeah, the but yeah, I I would like to see like more weapon based combat and stuff. I think it's interesting, but also like I watch a lot of anime where people have weapons, and I just want to see stuff be cool, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Bring it to live yeah. action, please. Um, yeah, so we, I mean, we, um, yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Um, the kind of like the last 15 seconds of this minute is going to involve Batman in that uh, Nightcrawler tank. He's trying <laughs> trying not to get pulverized by Steppenwolf in this minute. Um, yeah, uh, do you, are you a, a big fan of Ben Affleck's Batman or and uh, Jeremy Irons' Alfred? I wish we got more of it because I think that Ben Affleck. I re- I actually like Ben Affleck as Batman more. More when he's not in the suit, because I don't like his Batman voice that much. I think it's like, it sounds a little bit too much like he's trying to be the Christian Bale Batman voice. I don't know what he's doing exactly. But I like I like Ben Affleck in, in these movies, in the role of, of Bruce Wayne. And I like Jeremy Irons as Alfred. I just wish there was more of them. I also don't think anyone in these three, like, Justice League trilogy movies, like Superman, Donna Justice, and this, like, have as much chemistry as Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot do. They just like mm. really naturally work off each other so well that I just kind of want to see more of the two of them do something. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had always hoped that this movie, and then I'm talking like before it even came out in 2017, just thinking like, oh, like, can we, you know, make it more of a Batman, Wonder Woman, like Wonder Bat movie that they try to to get this team together. Um, and, and it, it kind of does that, but it also kind of splits them in, in half and say, okay, you go one way, I'll go the other way. And, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think we, I would love to see more Wonder Bat and, um, you know, the, the bit that we got in the flash, it was like, at first it was like, oh, it's cool that Wonder Woman's in this movie. Um, and then it, 
just went south really quickly, and I was like, I regret that. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see that anymore. <laughs> like the other thing about Ben Affleck's Batman and like the Batman in these two movies is, I think there's a lot of interesting like show, but uh, not tell in regards to who this Batman is, because like we know he's been working for twenty years. Like Gordon tells us, he's been fighting crime for twenty years. Like, so before whatever, before what happened in Dawn of Justice, or before it happens at the end of Man of Steel, like, what did this Batman look like? Because clearly he was active before, like, this traumatic thing that caused him to, like, be more aggressive and, like, more violent. Or, like, that's the implication of that movie. So, like, Mm -hmm. what did this Batman look like before he got that way? And is it more like what he looks like during this movie? Or is it somewhere in between? If only we had a, a movie <laughs> to explain that later, you know, to, to get a deeper dive. I always have, like, um, because of the movies that we do have, we have so many Batman movies that, like, part of me feels like I can connect them in some weird way, uh, even though they're not supposed to be. But, like, Batman Begins, I, st- I still watch it, and there's a part of me that can connect it to Dawn of Justice and think, like, oh, I have an idea of what he could have been like before and then see Dawn of Justice as like a 20, 20 year jump and like a like a manga, like time skip. Right. Um, it's Batman Sheepadin, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and even um, the Batman right. can, can almost fit in right after Batman Begins because they aesthetically look very similar more than the Dark Knight looks as a sequel to right. Batman Begins. It right, and the Joker like... already exists in the Batman, but you just don't see him contend with Batman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it fits in a way that it's like, because we've been blessed with so many Batman movies, that you it, can fill in the blanks. You can of... fill in the blanks a little bit yeah. cinematically. Um, and, and Batman Begins, the Batman, and then skip to Dawn of Justice, it almost paints like its own uh, character arc just getting more and more um aggressive um and i wish we had that with superman i know we have it with kind of like superman returns which i, I need to rewatch again i've been really wanting to um and i haven't seen the new show yet my adventures with superman i've been kind of holding out because i want to actually sit down and enjoy it um but i yeah i wish we had stuff like that for superman superman returns is like that's the kevin spacey show like yeah. I mean, he. I think he steals the show, and I don't yeah. mean that in a good way, uh, in a praise, in a, in a praise way. It's yeah. it's real, and I don't want to say overshadowing, but um, he really ran with Lex Luthor with yeah. that role, yeah. like really ran, like took the baton and just like whoa, it was only a fifty meter. You got it. You could you could have stopped two hundred meters ago, man. And, <laughs> Man, but yeah, it, it was yeah. Everything I remember about Superman Returns is is Lex Luthor stuff. It is Lex Lex Luthor's uh, real estate pyramid scheme again. Real estate crystal pyramid scheme. Yeah, um, but yeah. So you know, um, there's not m- much more notes that I have for this one. I mean, it is really cool to see um, uh, the Nightcrawler doing its thing again we talked about it a lot last week where i i love the nightcrawler i love the idea of it i love that it's like this bat tank uh and not like the bat tank from dark knight returns but like this legitimate like it looks like a bat is crawling along the wall here 
Um, I just wish it would sprout wings and fly. That'd be sick. (laughs) Add wings to everything. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Just add wings. That's how you make it cooler, right? Yeah. Give Wonder Woman her golden armor wings. Well, maybe not that one. (laughs) Well, well, yeah. Give her the wings, but do not immediately take the wings off. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so the it, yeah. What if what if it could? What if that's what? What if it just was the bat wing, and then like when the bat wing lands, then it turns into like um, like the R tank from Star Fox. You know how like yeah. they have like the R wing, and then it like turns into a tank. Give give us that. Like uh, I tri- can see uh, with the way that some like the bat technology stuff moves around in like the Nolan movies. I can see the idea of like Batman building more modular vehicles because it, if everything has multiple uses, that just leans into him always being prepared. Yeah. It's like a triple changing transformer. It's like you have yeah. flight mode and then tank mode and go from there. So, right. and then sub and then <laughs> motorcycle. There you go. Well, yeah, uh, it, do- it does. It does. The, um, um, Batman forever. The, uh, the bat plane. Like I remember, I had that as a toy, right? That the wings break off and it oh, it did, a and boat. it went into a sub. Yeah, yeah. I had, I did have that same yeah. sub. As, it was a, I had it as a toy. Yeah, played with it in the bathtub. <laughs> I had an RC Batmobile as a kid, the one from from Batman Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good times, good times. That was the one that had the blue light up on the side. Yeah, like the. I had that too. Yeah, <laughs> it was like eighteen inches long. The thing was like massive. And, and the only thing that like separated was just like the back wings. Like you could just take the you back could just wings take the fins off. off. I don't yeah. know why that, that was, was that was it. I, lo- I lost mine and that, yeah. it was gone. Well, it had like um, so it has the little harpoon gun in the front, and you can like shoot in and could like tie like it's almost like a little string rope. Um, I had that one. So mm. um, there is a we talked. There is a toy for the Nightcrawler. Um, Made by Mattel, and so it's, it's pretty interesting. I like that they make toys still for big vehicles that you can put your figure in. So anytime yeah. I go to Target, I, I always look at what you know what what new franchises toys can you know yeah. that they have at Target. And I always go. I do I'm glad think I don't spend cr- money on this anymore. <laughs> I do think like a Walker crawler style tank just makes way more sense than like a big bulky like actual vehicle like rolling tank in in an urban environment like gotham just makes way more sense for batman to have built a walker and it gives it that more fantastical approach to you know comic books in general and just like what you would be used to batman having because it's i mean the joke is always you got a rocket ship it's like yeah well he does i mean you make fun of it but he's got six satellites if he wanted a rocket ship, he could get a rocket ship. You know, it's like okay, so he wanted a, a mecha that that crawls on on claws. Give him a mecha that crawls on claws. Oh man, it doesn't yeah. have to be big, big fat tires. Like it, it really doesn't. How yeah. awesome would it have been if the thing stood up on two legs and it just like boxed with Steppenwolf? Yeah, like a Gundam. Yeah, like yeah, a, like a construction uh, uh, Gundam. Uh, just go I, big. I, just go more ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I I think it'd be cool to see if like they kept this concept and whether they do it in comic books or, or show it later, but like if this nightcrawler could just be on Gotham buildings and it's just like, what is that? And it's just like, Oh, that's Batman just like posted hanging on, on a, on a building. Instead of like him out at the edge of like a, a girder, like a gargoyle, there's just like the Walker perched on the corner of the empire state building. Yeah, it'd be like, like that like Godzilla 2000, like just yeah, chilling, just like the, the bank of Godzilla 2000. You know what I'm talking, yeah, Mark? Like you know what I'm talking Chrysler about? Building, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'd be it'd be cool. It'd be cool to see just like 
it's hiding amongst, you know, all the dimly lit buildings and alleys and stuff. And then Nightcrawler is just like dug into the side of a building. It wouldn't, I wouldn't put it, I mean, that kind of still does fit. Because at least what, in the end of this, we got the big tank, the the mutant uh, Dark Knight Returns, you know, big tank. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, the, the actual bat tank. Yeah, yeah so like that's, the little people and it was tied up in front chilling. of it look so funny because they're so <laughs> yeah. small. And it was just chilling. Like it's like it's not like he's trying to keep to the shadows, you know, not like a Nolan Batman where you know he hid the Batwing in an alley. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the least quiet Batman we have. <laughs> he's been doing this a long time. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's like he's got his stuff, he knows what to do. And it's not like he's going to be busting out the tanks when he's just, you know, stopping, uh, you know, Gotham street-level crime. Yeah. Right. He must be the only active superhero that anyone in this universe, like, knew about until Superman showed up. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I I think that's... I think that is the case. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, besides him, the only one making so much noise is the Suicide Squad. I think it's just like, like whatever happens in Midway City was just like, it was just chaos. I mean, and there was no, there was no hiding it. There was no, it was like everywhere it was on TV and everything. And, you know, they went in, right. they were just forced to go do what, whatever Amanda Waller says. Um, right. I mean, Wade Wilson is kicking around in this world. Yeah. But he's still just villain. But I mean, he's, he's, he's vigilante, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, that's kind of doesn't. Makes sense. That's still Batman. Um, <laughs> he's still like villain, you know. He's yeah. still deck, decked out guy, mercenary type right. dude. Whereas Batman is known to be fighting crime. Right. You know, there is a stigma with him and the Gotham Police Department. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's got to be just the only quote hero mm-hmm. um, that is just at least known. Yeah. It's yeah, weird, like, because, so. like, there seems to just be, like, so many villains, and they're not all based around yeah. Gotham. So, like, there must be other people out there that have tried to, like, fight these people, like, because they wound up in prison. Yeah, and, but, like, so... so I have Suicide so many questions. Squad. So many questions. <laughs> Suicide Squad does make a point to say, when they do the whole roster of, of the villains and stuff, like, they all are from Gotham. Like, they all have their character cards and, like, where they were apprehended and stuff. And, and all of them were brought in by Batman, you know? Like, that was what Amanda Waller was saying. Mm-hmm. Like, so it is, like, Gotham is this, and it always has been, just this epicenter of masked craziness, you know? It started with Batman and a theater, and then it grew into a clown, and then so many other people, and then all of this other stuff, you yeah. know? Oh, no, it's all multiplying. The way up until, yeah, like, all the way up until mutated alligator man monster like it's a skin oh, condition man. okay hold on oh man give me killer croc in a movie i love killer croc <laughs> give me killer croc with a tail how about that yeah i would really like to see killer croc in the next batman movie because i think the way they've redone that character reimagined the character as more of like i'm not a bad person i'm yeah. just like he's frankenstein's sewer monster gator. <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's sewer gator myth and it's like ah that's perfect you're a monster for batman that's great and you can talk <laughs> shit we got a we got a book here he's <laughs> <laughs> just a misunderstood you know? human okay yeah i mean i love killer croc in the batman animated series too yeah um, i threw a rock at like, him like that's like so good <laughs> even um even clayface is another yeah. character that has so much potential to be like a gotham 
just whack job it's like okay do any of them do the the strung out actor clay face even more of a gotham whack job Mm -hmm. like that's perfect uh and complex personalities and and bipolar and everything like that that would you know fit within the realm of an arkham archetype that's fun um yeah but yeah it's a lot of the villains seem to be centered around gotham it makes sense um and you know what? It even even makes more sense that like people over in Metropolis, once things do start happening in Metropolis, and Superman is, you know, saving people, it's more of the sophisticated style, like Lex Luthor's stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And but even was... that, Superman isn't even saving Metropolis that much in this universe. He's all over the world trying to be unilateral. Yeah, but the other thing I really like about Superman villains is that. Uh, and and Man of Steel kind of does it like the, when I when you really think about it, um, it keeps it kind of in that Max Fleischer realm where it's like, I like Superman fighting big alien spaceships and like big robots, and so like even Man of Steel having you know the Black Zero hovering above Metropolis and then he's fighting this robotic tentacle thing it's like to me like yeah yeah it's still like this chris nolan Zack snyder joint but it still feels like that could have been like an homage to the 1930s and um still gives me kind of like a um i wish they made more movies like sky captain and and the world of tomorrow and like i would love to (laughs) just have a superman movie that's just based in, in in the 30s Right. Instead of trying to make a Superman movie in today's world, like I would love to see more. I want more him fighting a giant dinosaur. Right. And, yeah. Show me. Show me Superman doing stuff that only Superman can do. That's like why he fights like these giant aliens and yeah. like giant yeah. machines and stuff because like no one else on Earth can deal with it. Yeah. It's the difference between action comics and a Superman regular it's title it, yeah, is yeah. is really because action comics are the fantastical comic books and how it started of you know Superman fighting giant monsters and robots and dinosaurs and. The yeah. the answer to that problem is to punch it as hard as you can or fly through it, you know? That's what really when you like kind of boil Superman down to like storytelling, you could get really in depth with it, but also have to remember that at the end of the day, it is a very hard possibility for Superman to solve his problem by just punching the thing. Because that's Superman. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right, you know? Yeah. And and maybe figure out the remorse later. Right? <laughs> All right, well, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover the show as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at DCEU Minute. And if you'd like bonus content, we have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you here next time on DC Cinematic Minute.